This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Very good. Thank you for the call, Manila. I hope things work out for you. All right, then. Thank you very much, too. All righty. Let's go to the uh, Governor's Office of Homeland Security. Chief Mike Steele joins us now. Hello, Mike. Thanks for checking in with us on this Sunday morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks. Mike, what I'd like to do, I'm going to let our listeners know they're, they're welcome to call you if they've got a particular question or an issue that you might be able to answer for them, or they can text me at 504-260-1870, and I'll pass that along. I'm sure you were listening to Manila's predicament. Uh, is there any solution that you can offer for that, or have you, have you heard anyone else experiencing that problem where they're trying to find a, a FEMA-approved hotel to evacuate to, and they've got a list, but nobody's got openings until November? Yeah, it's... Oh, yeah, it's definitely um, a shortage of hotel rooms right now for a number of different reasons um, because of the power outage issues, because of um, I think some of this may be caused because we have in the neighborhood of 30,000, you know, utility workers and everything still in the state, too, you know, and they have to be near, you know, the impacted areas or otherwise they're, they're wasting time, you know, with a, a longer drive. Um, I will definitely check on that. And, uh, you know, we have more. Uh, you know, press conferences and everything scheduled over the next couple of days. I'll try and get some information on that and uh, kind of work that up the chain. I'm not exactly sure of the cause, but I know, you know, when you have that many utility workers, and obviously we need them here, uh, I'm, I'm sure that's putting a strain on everything as well. Mike, what about our uh, state park system? I mean, we have a wonderful system of, of some really nice cabins, everything from group large cabins that can hold 40-something people to those that will do 20 and then some down to just normal family units. Uh, are all of those totally booked up, or there's some room there, or might that be a place where people could check to, to go spend a few days? The lieutenant governor has kind of been in control of those uh, sites. Uh, they're they're kind of run under his office. I know there was a lot of movement with those as far as um, uh, when when some of the hospitals and some of the COVID strains started to hit everything. I'm not really sure what's available and what the power situation is at each of those sites. Um, I, I will definitely, you know, 
ask the lieutenant governor to kind of update that uh, as well, you know, as we go throughout the day. I'm sorry. I just I just don't know an answer on that right at the moment. Yeah, there's so many questions out there that, that, that require so many answers. Well, Mike, if you could just kind of run down on us the current status, if anything has changed overnight or since yesterday when we spoke, as far as getting things open, getting things back to normal, or information people should need to know in, in a time of need as far as uh, getting you know the points of distribution. And particularly we're getting some people, the elderly, that may be shut in and they're, they're, they're staying in their buildings, but they really need to get out of there because they're just not suited to put up with with the heat and the rough conditions, um, maybe some advice for them on on locations where they might be able to to go into some evacuation centers that are open throughout the state. Yeah, so the first thing people need to text uh, or call 211, uh, that that will provide them with the most update uh, updated shelter information, and they'll be able to get the information about what's available uh, to them. So that's, that's one option we're encouraging everybody to do. You're right, the heat is is pretty much at, at dangerous, even deadly levels in some cases, you know, over the next couple of days. And it doesn't look like we're going to get much break in that. Another thing is, you know, we have that situation out in the Gulf. You know, the governor kind of addressed it yesterday in, in uh, one of the news conferences he held. Uh, you know, we don't want everybody to panic or whatever, but we all, including, you know, the state agencies, FEMA, everybody, we're going to be taking a look at this and, and seeing what moves you know, could could be done once, you know, we, we see another situation like this if it does pop up. So we're asking everybody, you know, we know everybody's working hard to, to you know, to kind of pick up everything right now, but, but you still have to stay kind of weather aware over the next few days until we see what this threat uh, potentially does. Um, but we are trying to consolidate a lot of information at getagameplan.org. There's a Hurricane Ida tab that you can go to. Any press releases we get from a lot of our, our partner agencies at the state level, any information we get from FEMA, we're trying to push to that site. Uh, FEMA has put a couple of things out already that kind of lists everything that they have available um, at this point. Things that have changed since uh, we talked yesterday, St. Helena Parish has been added on to the, uh, the list of uh, parishes that can, be a, uh, that can uh, utilize the Blue Roof program where the Army Corps of Engineers will, will have contractors come out and uh, kind of professionally install a blue roof on your home. And Assumption Parish is in the process. If that hasn't been fully approved, they should be approved uh, really soon. So uh, that's good news. That program really works, and, and thousands took part in it last year. Probably tens of thousands took advantage of it last year with Laura. And uh, we're seeing a lot of people start to sign up for it uh, again this year. Uh, you know, it's been a rough stretch. One thing the governor talked about yesterday was, you know, we've had five landfalls now within uh, basically a year, I believe, in just maybe a few weeks over a year's time. And so with another threat out in the Gulf, you know, it's just it's a rough stretch. But, you know, we got everybody kind of pulling in the same direction right now. Mike, uh, it, it sounds like, and it's a really pleasant surprise, uh, power is being restored to some areas at a really rapid pace. And I know people who don't have it and have been without it said it well, can't come quick enough, and naturally it can't. But, I mean, we're only a, a week into this thing, not even a week into the thing. And uh, there's a lot of places in the metropolitan areas that are, are coming on. We're hearing 80% returned in some areas. So for people that are in these areas like St. Tammany Parish, uh, Orleans, Jefferson, uh, even St. Bernard, 
um, with the exception of the Lafitte area in Jefferson Parish, I, I think most of these people are going to be getting somewhat back to normal lives soon. But what about the people who are in Terrebonne and Lafouche, those really hard-hit areas, some of St. John and, and, and St. James, where it's going to be a long-term ordeal for them? Is the state offering them some help and advice, or is basically they got to work through FEMA? Well, and, and you know, one thing about that, that power outage issue you talked about, you know, I think we've cut it in about half, you know, over the past week. What the, what the utility crews are doing is, is remarkable. Mine didn't come on until uh, yesterday evening. And so, uh, you know, we've been kind of going through that same process. We have, you know, three small kids at home, and it is, you know, it's not a fun experience by any means. And it's difficult with the heat and just you know, dealing with all those different factors. And uh, but when you take a look at these areas where the the grid, you know, the actual infrastructure was was kind of wiped out, those are the areas that get really um, difficult, you know, when it comes to the power restoration. And and I I noticed one thing that one of the uh, reps for a utility company brought up the other day. He said, you know, we try to be really careful with these estimates on restoration time because people make plans based on on the things we're saying. So they they don't want to be too optimistic on on uh, you know a, a restoration time because people could come home and and kind of potentially be put in a, a dangerous situation. I, I never really thought about it on on those lines, but but that definitely could be a factor in someone's planning. So um, you know the main thing for us is even when it comes to pod locations, you know we're trying to stay up to date on these websites and this information flow and everything. The main thing people need to do is stay in touch with what their locals are saying. You know, we still have some parishes and some municipalities uh, basically asking people to stay out because they could just add to the problems in that potential area, and it's and it's still dangerous. Uh, we have, you know, pod locations that change kind of on a daily basis depending on where they're needed and, and some of the um, some of the issues around those particular locations, uh, you know, it's difficult to stay in touch, you know, and stay updated when you're dealing with power loss, but maybe check in with a relative or, you know, a friend that could check these sites out for you and kind of help keep you informed. Or, or if you know someone is busy, you know, uh, working on their property or working on their home, you know, try to keep them informed if you can, if you notice these type changes. So, uh, you know, it's a rough stretch and, and the information flow definitely doesn't get easier, you know, when you're dealing with these type situations. As far as people returning, and, and you're exactly right, people are listening and uh, they're tuned in to find out when the estimates are given for their particular neighborhood and they make plans. That's when they're going to leave the hotel or the, the relation or friends that they're staying with and head home. Where is the best way to find that information? Uh, just from my personal experience trying to find out in uh, in Saint West St. Tammany, it's very difficult. They they show outages uh, in general terms, but they don't show areas that are relit on any kind of a map, on their outage map. Um, and you certainly can't get them on the phone. And, and one way I'm finding out is I have this ring system, and a lot of the neighbors are communicating within a few miles, and some of them have power and some don't, and they'll tell you when they do. But uh, there's constantly people mm-hmm. asking, when is the power on on such and such street or another street? How does someone find that information out? I know our particular provider had had given an update where they they indicated they thought it would be up by one o'clock today, 
but actually it came on, uh, you know, last night. Thank, thank goodness. And uh, so I think it's going to depend on the provider, but the Public Service Commission also has a website uh, where they put a lot of that type of information on there as well, or you can find, you know, links to other things on that site. So, um, you know, the parishes have, have a lot of social media accounts nowadays that they use in addition to regular uh, websites. And so it, it, sometimes you kind of have to search for those things, and it varies by region to region. But, you know, there is some information out there, but you, you kind of have to dig for it a little bit at times. Uh, Mike, I have someone that's asking a question. We, so far, we've been talking about power, and that's extremely important. But uh, food, sustenance, uh, they want to know if there's going to any way that they will distribute some emergency food stamps for people. Is there anything like that in the works? So this, you know, is done through the Department of Children and Family Services. It's my understanding that we're going to see a lot of those type programs kick on, but there has to be a certain amount of uh, – Grocery stores and some restoration efforts have to be a little more further along before that kicks in. It, it, it basically sounded like uh, there has to be stores open in order for you to have a place to, to you know, utilize those resources. Uh, that if the stores aren't open, then then it's not going to, you know, be as effective. So all of those things are in the works. It's just it we're a little bit uh, too early for that right now, the way I understand it. All right, Mike, uh, we have a caller on the line, uh, Eve, and I think she's got a question about the, uh, the the Blue Talk program. Eve, thanks for your call. You're on the line with Mike Steele, the Governor's Office of Homeland Security. What's your question? Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I live uh, very near the airport in Kenner, and um, I'm also a transplant. I've been here for about four years. I'm 66, and I moved here. I'm an I'm an artist, and I moved here for that reason. And the house that I bought, um, because it's sort of in this semi-industrial area, it came with a full-size industrial garage in the backyard. Believe it or not, it's actually bigger than my house. Um, the house, God bless me, the house is okay. The garage, not. Um, I've lost about 50% of the roof. Um, I've lost, I had a CNC router where I make, uh, wood crosses that took a big hit. It's soaking wet. It's probably no good anymore. I lost an awful lot of inventory and, um, I applied to FEMA and I, uh, called my insurance and I also applied to, uh, roof blue. Um, but because my house is okay, which I'm, <laughs> thank God it is. I don't know when all of these groups will get to my garage. And every time it, I mean, it's, it's a problem, you know, it's my second home. So any information um, for artists, for people who have home businesses, I don't know if there's anything else anywhere else that I could apply because I'm just not familiar with it at all. This kind of situation. Yeah. Uh- that brings up a good point. You know, a lot of these programs are designed and, and they, you know, seem to deal more with just your primary residence. I, I you know, I have a similar issue with a, uh, a shed behind our house, uh, not as severe as what it sounds like you're talking about, but, you know, a shed and fencing and SBA, everything in the back. Yeah. yeah and, and so there is, uh, you know, uh, 
SBA assistance will be available at some point. If you get to a certain uh, point, you can apply for an SBA loan, which I believe you know they indicated there will be somewhere in the one to two percent uh, range. And also, there's a lot of tarps you know being distributed at the parish level at these pod locations. Um, I believe about well, hundred thousand have been. Use the, I could use the tarps for covering stuff in the garage, but I can't. Some uh, somebody came over who um, actually works for FEMA, a friend of a friend, and they were able to tarp a corner of it. But they said that the um, the uh, foundation or whatever you call it, the wood wood things that hold the roof up are too dangerous mm-hmm. in other areas. Yeah, so and and we definitely yeah we definitely uh, advise you know if you're not familiar with how to how to do that type of work you know really need people to be careful because that's that's definitely a secondary you know, problem when, when people start, uh, you know, working on these type of things and are not familiar with, with how to get that done. Um, uh, you know, there's going to be also, there's some uh, nonprofit groups that are going to be moving in. I know the, the um, Southern Baptist Association usually has a big work detail that comes in. Uh, I would probably call your parish officials and just see if any of those groups are available uh, right now in your parish and and find out if they would be able to come in uh, a lot of these volunteer groups will help out on on certain you know things and and uh but it's it's hard for us to say in baton rouge which groups are operating in every single parish right now so your parish and your local leaders would probably be the best to reach out to at this point and in terms of um, the application for fema because it's i'm Assuming they're going to go with people's homes first, um, how long would I be expecting to get some compensation? Um, I know they're, from what I understand, the insurance company is going to look, they're going to look, and then I guess they're going to discuss between the two of them, um, you know, who's going to help me um, pay for it. And roughly how long are we taking? Six months to a year? Uh, that might be a better that. question for yeah. Jim uh, Jim Donlin when we get him on with the uh, State Insurance Commission. Okay. I'm sure he, yeah, he's, and, very, he's and, familiar and, with the, the, the workings between the two agencies. And and also when you're talking about case-by-case case things with, with FEMA and some of the SBA assistance and everything, that, you know, some of the initial money that they give out, you know, on the front end is usually done within a few days. But when you, again, when you're talking about those insurance payments and and some of the other factors that come in, uh, you know, it's hard for us. I, I hate to give any information that we're not, you know, sure on. I do know that once you get, you know, your initial information all set with FEMA, the that initial, you know, maybe five hundred dollars that comes out, you know, from FEMA or some of the other things that usually rolls out within a few days. Okay, Eve, uh, as little help as we can be, we we'd hope we've, we've helped you a little bit. And uh, maybe keep listening, and someone will check in with us and give us some suggestions on maybe some steps you might be able to take. But just my advice, be careful. Uh, there's a lot of fly-by-night shysters out there that want to take deposits and come do your work real quick and uh, make sure you, you're dealing with someone reputable before you get anyone to do any repairs. One thing FEMA points out, too, when their inspectors arrive and, and – you know anybody else associated with FEMA arrives there. There is never a situation where a FEMA employee 
would ask for any type of payment for anything. Uh, and so make sure they have the right credentialing. Uh, you know, we've heard law enforcement tell us that if if you don't feel right about somebody and they're they're uh, trying to pressure you into you know paying and uh, like you said putting a deposit down or whatever, get a picture of their ID or their vehicle or something and, and kind of report people to law enforcement at that point because you know we do have these these people that will take advantage of a situation like this and roll in it. Absolutely. Mike, stay with me. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we've got a couple more questions for you. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with Mike Steele from the Governor's Office of Homeland Security. You're listening to our continuing coverage of Hurricane Ida Aftermath. I'm Don Dubuque. Good Sunday morning. And with us is Mike Steele with the Governor's Office of Homeland Security. Uh, Mike, with regard to, to volunteering, um, I've heard from some personal friends and contacts I've got uh, both in and out of state, places that were unaffected by this storm that want to come help. They, they want to come cook. They're gathering up supplies. They want to distribute it, but they don't know where to go, who to see, how to get set up doing this. Is there some type of a clearinghouse that the state has for incoming aid from some of these, uh, whether it be a religious group or just a, a group of, of fishermen that want to get together and collect up a bunch of badly needed supplies and get it to the people uh, and then in, have a, a listing somewhere on the website where people can find where those will be or make announcements on social media. Is there any type of way to coordinate this use, uh, an abnormally large number of people who want to come here and give some desperately needed assistance and aid? Yeah, that's a, a great point and something we have to hit on just about every time, you know, after an event this big. So we have employees uh, at GOSEP that are kind of working with the lieutenant governor's office. Uh, the lieutenant governor runs the volunteer Louisiana program. And so usually on the lieutenant governor's uh, website and, and some of their social media and everything, they'll push out uh, information about where to go on, on, you know, for those types of groups. Uh, when it comes to donations, that is a that is always a, a tricky situation because you know there are 100 percent there's items that the people need right now. You know, some people need everything. Um, but if a parish isn't set to receive those items yet, maybe they don't have warehouse space available or power to a warehouse, you know, to put those items, or if they don't have the staff to sit there and take those items in, you know, there has to be everything from someone to receive the items as they're coming in. And some of these things come in by, you know, the 18 wheeler truckload, you know, uh, but they have to have someone available to receive those items. They have to have a place to store those items. They have to find a place to distribute the items, and then you need personnel, you know, for all those steps. And so um, we we typically ask people to kind of hold off on those type things until they've made a connection. Uh, sometimes they, they'll go church to church. You know, there may be a church in Houston that will contact a church in Kenner. And it's it's fine if you have that type of connection where you can kind of handle those logistics issues, you know, uh, as part of the process that, you know, but, uh, we were asking people to really make sure they have, you know, those answers in place before they start to move in with those things, uh, you know, until a parish or, or, you know, municipality can handle it. So if someone is listening right now and they're loading up a, a van or a truck or, uh, trailers and they're bringing supplies here, but they just don't know where to go, but they know it's needed and they're coming, uh, who should they contact to find out? Could they contact the governor's office? And, and does the governor's office has requests for those things for where people could show up? I-
had some friends who were in Texas. One's a co-worker, and they happened to have a lot of extra uh, game like venison, and they did a big cooking thing and brought, collected up supplies, you know, paper towels and sanitaries and hand washes and things like that, and, and were not unsure where to, to distribute. They finally found a place, and it went in no time. But if someone is in that situation and they're organizing one of these uh, caravans that's going to come bring assistance, uh, could the state guide them to some locations, maybe to their distribution points, or do they not want to, you know, get the two uh, can mix together where someone's trying to uh, put things out through a, an organized distribution point and then have volunteers coming with supplies on top of that. Yeah. For the, for the pod locations themselves, I'm not sure if they would, uh, if that would be the correct spot to do it, you know, usually there's a set traffic pattern and, and uh, you know, a security, a security issue around those sites or whatever. Sometimes we've seen people come in and set up near those sites in an area that was safe. Like we don't, we don't discourage people from coming in and helping out. We just ask them to maybe connect with the parish, you know, or, or someone at the local level to say like, Hey, we would like to bring these items in. And it, if the parish is scrambling, trying to take a care, take care of the, uh, you know, just the essential things, generators for hospitals and, and, you know, all the things that are going on right now, they may not have the staff to be able to kind of help help with that situation. So, uh, again, you know, we're not trying to tell people not to help. It's just if it's not done the right way uh, with the right connection, you know, on, on, on the receiving end, then you can add to uh, kind of, uh, you know, additional problems for that particular area. Right now, again, that Volunteer Louisiana uh, uh, office through the lieutenant governor's office is kind of the main uh, hub that we're all kind of using at this point. And maybe they might, maybe we could suggest that they contact the uh, utility companies because they've got line crews that are out there working day and night. And, you know, they're not familiar with the area. They're from out of state. They don't know where their next meal is coming from. So I'm sure they could use it, ice, water, just some of the basic things brought to those crews. And and maybe coordinate that through the the power last year. Yeah, we saw the same thing last year. We saw some groups from Baton Rouge, you know, over in the uh, Cameron Parish area that that went in and and found a safe location. It was near uh, kind of an intersection, kind of getting you down to that, that, you know, there's only a few ways into the coast over in that area. And so they had set up kind of along a highway in a parking lot and kind of set up their own pod location and all. And so, again, if you can coordinate that with the parish, that that typically helps out and then it even gives the parish an idea of hey this group's going to be over there helping out you know so we can kind of focus more on on another area you know that type thing in any coordination like that helps out uh, tremendously all right i've got someone said if someone wants to cook and distribute food my yard is a perfect place three miles south of i-12 on 445 they're welcome and i'm an awesome cook i can help prepare it so, uh, hey, yeah, there's a lot of people. <laughs> yes, indeed. We'll make an appointment and go have lunch. Mike, thanks for spending the time with us, as always. We appreciate it and look forward to you joining us again. You bet. Anytime. Thanks. All right. Mike Steele, Governor's Office of Homeland Security. All right. Let's check out. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.